The virtual CISO moment is brought to you by VCISO Services, a leading provider of quality and experienced virtual chief information security officers for small and mid-sized businesses. Check them out at vcisoservices.com. Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the Virtual CISO Moment. J.C. Gaylord give, uh, joins us today. He is the founder and CEO of Corex Partners and is also the author of Cybersecurity, The Lost Decade. J.C., thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Greg. Very, very happy to join you on the Virtual CISO Moment. So as you said, I'm J.C. Gaylord. I'm the founder and the CEO of Corex Partners and uh, uh, Corex Partners is a boutique management consulting firm I, I founded about 10 years ago. I'm French and British. I've been living and uh, working in London since 1993. Um, my career is um, uh, rooted in, 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 in financial services. I spent about 10 years at Paribas before it became BNP Paribas and about 10 years at Rabobank, where I was the chief security officer of the international division. And I created Corex Partners about 10 years ago. Uh, and effectively, uh, as I was exiting Rabobank, and I've been uh, very happy to work with a large number of clients over those 10 plus years, helping them sort out their cybersecurity strategy, organization, governance challenges. And that's essentially what we do at, uh, at, at Corex Partners. And for the past uh, five years, I have been putting all my articles into, into a book called Cybersecurity Loss Decade. Every year, I, 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 publish, um, I publish an updated version of, those, um, of, of, of this compendium of articles, and I'll tell you a bit more later about what's going to happen with the, with the book in the, near, in the near future. So that's about me in a nutshell. Oh, very good. And, and, and so you, you primarily, uh, with uh, Corex Partners, you deal with the financial services industry right now? No, absolutely not. We've been working with pretty much all industry sectors ah. over the years. Uh, financial services included, but also the logistics sector, the manufacturing sector, uh, you know, retail, travel, you name it. So you've you've been exposed to a large um, uh, group of different verticals and all that. Um, what would you think would be a, uh, in your mind, one of the, one of the more significant threats to small and mid-sized business information security today? Well. It's an interesting question. The work we do at Corex is mostly with large organizations, okay? mm -hmm. uh, but we are often in, in contact with, with smaller businesses. Uh, I want to start by saying there is a big difference between small and mid-size in my, in my experience. And um, to be honest, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's also a, an important factor in, in trying to understand what you need to do around cybersecurity. You know, it's not the same when you, you know, a, a 10 or 20 staff organization doesn't operate in the same way as a 200 or 300 staff organization. So I think there is a big, big, big um, difference here between small and mid-size to start with. And I want to start by saying that. But having, having said that, my experience uh, working with those type of organizations is that, to be honest, very often the, the threats are, are nested, if you want, in, in the mindset of their leaders, okay, very often. Uh, when I talk to many of those guys, I get the sense that they don't really know where to start around cybersecurity. That, that's that's the, the, the dominant thing I get. They don't really know where to start. Um, there, there is a lack of, of, of understanding about what it means, what needs to be done. 
And it's, um, it, it, it leads to all sorts of misconceptions, frankly, around cybersecurity. And those misconceptions come out very quickly in conversation when I talk to, to leaders in, in small and mid-sized organizations. Or you get all sorts of things. You get things like, oh, you know, we're too small. Nobody's interested in us. We're too small. Nobody knows we exist. You know, we don't have anything of value. Well, listen, look at what's been happening over the last few years. You know, ransomware has been targeting all sorts of organizations, irrespective of size. Okay, right. so you know, this is the kind of, of things that has to be put into um, perspective a little bit. Then you get things like, oh well, you know, um, uh, it's it's uh, it's um, we're in the cloud. It's fine. We're in the cloud. Okay, it's not our problem. We're in the cloud. Well, yeah. Then again, <laughs> you know, it's an interesting statement. It's yes, yes, you can outsource your IT. You can maybe maybe everything you do is in the cloud, but you cannot really outsource your responsibility. You cannot outsource your liability to your clients. You cannot really uh, pretend that regulation doesn't happen around those things. Doesn't exist. It does exist, and it holds you liable. So, you know, fine, you're in the cloud, you think you're okay, you think cybersecurity is not your problem because it's the problem of your cloud provider. But as a matter of fact, you can't really ignore the fact that it's your responsibility, it's your liability. And when you start reading the small prints, uh, you know, in the contract with your provider, you may have surprises there. Okay. So again, put things in, put, putting things in, in perspective is important. Then you get stories like, oh, you know, we can't afford it. It's too expensive. We can't afford it. Well, you know, in large organizations, this is an argument I dismiss. Okay, this is an argument I'm, I'm not spending three minutes listening to. In small firms, I can hear it. But again, cut it down in small chunks, try to understand what you're trying to do, be more palatable, and you will be able to achieve more. Maybe in the package you're buying from your cloud provider, there are all sorts of security options you can activate without paying more. You know, try to find things you can do. It doesn't have to be expensive. It's not about buying the next shiny tool. You know, if you're struggling with, uh, with, 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 with business people who would, would think they must have a six-digit password, you know, don't listen to vendors trying to sell you zero trust and quantum encryption. Okay. You have another problem, all right? So, and again, so to me, it's all about helping helping leaders in small and, and mid-sized businesses putting things into perspective and understanding the problem they have. And I think that's the real threat, if you want, that it, it leads to um, it leads to inaction. Sometimes it, it it very simply, you know, prevent them from from doing anything. They they don't know what to do, so they do nothing. Or they jump in, in in bed with the first vendor and they buy some sort of uh, a turnkey solution from from an MSSP. Uh, okay, we all know there is no silver bullet in this. So you see, this is you know when when you ask me about threats, I, that, that, that's that's the way I I. I I tend to see it with small and mid-sized firms. That sort of mix of of, of denial and um, you know um, simply simplistic solutions uh, is is to me the real threat threat to small and, and, and mid-sized businesses. And, and that tendency to to try to make the problem disappear either by brushing it under the carpet or making it someone else's problem. I think that's the real threat. I'm, I know I'm I'm answering. Uh, I'm answering. I may be answering a different question, or you may, you may, you may have, you may well, you, you may well be expecting a different sort of answer. But that, that's the way I tend to approach it. Yeah. No. I I think denial is uh, a good point 
And I, I often will say that that the sometimes the um, C-suite and the board of directors, they if they don't have the sufficient information to make risk informed decisions, then they can't make risk informed decisions. But what happens if they don't even want to know that information? It's it and that gets into the denial part where it's like, uh, what what do you think is like maybe a root cause of that of that sense of denial? I I'm going to, I'm I'm going to say you know if they don't want to know, where are they living? Okay, mm -hmm. honestly, you know, cyber threats are everywhere. Good good cyber security is just good business. Okay, it protects your reputation. It protects your employees, it protects your clients, it protects their data. It's, the, it's a pillar of digital trust. You, it's just good business. You just have to listen to what's happening around us. Cyber attacks are happening every day. This is not made up, okay? Uh, and it can take your business down, okay? Fine, you, you, you may think you have bigger priorities. You may think, you know, yeah, okay, fine. I'm aware that there are cyber attacks everywhere, but I've got bigger problems. The business is not doing well. We're doing, we've got this project, we've got that project, we're buying that firm, we're merging with those guys, whatever. Okay. You may see the, 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 the situation under that, that, that prism as, as, a, as a business leader. But when is it going to be your priority? When the screens are dark? Do you think that's good business? I don't know. I'm just saying um, the, the time has come, in my opinion, where we need to. We, it cannot just be a bottom-up game if you want. It's no longer down to the techies to push the message to, 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 the, to the board and senior execs. They have to wake up. They have to wake up and lead. They have to wake up and understand that this is just good business. Sadly, not all organizations are well-managed. Not all firms are well-managed. That's the long and short. Yeah? And not all firms do well. And many firms get hacked and, and go down and suffer. That's uh, that's uh, I don't know I don't know what else I can say. Well, maybe, it's, maybe it's the only way many of those guys will learn. Well, I'm sorry it's, to be a, bit, uh, a bit pessimistic here. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I think it's realistic, and I think that sometimes, uh, if you know, you think about like the board of directors, and and they, if if they're recruiting for a new CEO, that they they should want to get a CEO that understands the risks in cyber even if the board doesn't understand it, because as you said, it is a business risk. It is, it could be a significant business cost. And so. in large organizations, you have checks and balances at all sorts of levels. Okay. You, you have an audit and risk committee, you have a, a compliance function, you have all sorts of uh, corporate structures, which are forcing the, the, the top execs to, um, look at the problem in a certain way. In small and mid-sized businesses, it's less, it's, it's less the case. It's less the case. And you have much, much, much greater uh, diversity in terms of, of maturity levels. And, and uh, honestly, it's, uh, you know, if the guys at the top don't want to, to, to hear it, I think to a large extent, they they, they 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 will learn the hard way and and it's pointless to hide behind cyber insurance these days because to be honest cyber insurance is go well i don't want to say it's 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 not worth the paper is written on uh, that would be a bit harsh but but it's it's under scrutiny okay insurance yeah. are, 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 are 
concerned, of course, by the level of, 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 of cyber attacks and the level of claims they have to deal with. And, you know, exclusions are more and more um, prominent and, uh, and cases are more and more difficult. And, and, and generally, if you are not at an acceptable and demonstrable level of maturity, you will um, struggle with the small print again, or you um, may not be uh, able to afford it because the premiums would be too high. So, cyber insurance is not is 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 more is, is not something you can rely on, uh, you know, as a, as a again as a silver bullet. Right. Well, I want to I want to pivot to uh, your the I, I I like the title, but I want to understand the title of your book, the Cybersecurity: The Lost Decade, and then the subtitle: Security Governance Handbook for the CISO and the CIO. What do you mean by the lost decade? Well, the, the the book is essentially a collection of of articles. As I said, it's uh, it's. I started writing in. Um, I started writing articles regularly on social media and on the Corix blogs in 2015, because I. Um, to be honest, because I had enough of uh, seeing too many people going to conferences and repeating endlessly the same sort of things, and I remember going to a conference. Uh, Actually, a colleague of mine was going to was going to a conference, went to a conference, and and reported back to me the the the, the, the keynote. Um, I think I think it was made by you know a, a KPMG partner, I think, or somebody of that of that of that caliber. And 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 at the end of that keynote, the guy says something along the lines of, "You know what's fantastic about cybersecurity is that everything I've just told you today, I could have told you ten years ago." And that to me is not something I can live with, okay? Um, we, we, we need to start moving the needle here. We cannot just carry on repeating endlessly the same, the same mistakes, okay? So uh, the last decade means very simply that uh, you know, it's, it, it's, a, it's a title which goes, goes back to the, not, the, the, the WannaCry incident in 2017, because actually it's in, it's in 2017 that I started publi publishing the first, this first compendium of, of, of articles. The first version of it, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to me, when I looked at the, what I was hearing around around the WannaCry uh, incident and the NotPetya incidents, I was hearing exactly the same sort of stories I was I was hearing ten years before. Okay, uh, large organizations struggling with the, the timely deployment of security patches and all those things. Honestly, uh, ten years ten years is a long time. Okay, uh, how can it be that a large organization, you know? spending millions and millions on cybersecurity is not able to get those type of practices in place over such a long period of time. That's what I mean by the last decade. And until we start looking back at where the roadblocks are, which are preventing organizations at executing on security measures, nothing will change, okay? Large organizations have been struggling with that. They, knowing what to do is reasonably well established. Large organizations are, have been spending millions or billions collectively with vendors over, over the past two decades, and we're still struggling with the same sort of problems. That's not right. So until they start looking back at where the roadblocks are, nothing will change. That, that's, that's, the, that, that, that's the story, if you want, behind the title and behind the book. Uh, and... and my take, and which is developed through those articles, is essentially that uh, the problems are rooted in, 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 in culture and governance. And that's essentially where, 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 where it goes wrong, okay? Constant deprioritization, constant short-termism by business leaders, preventing 
uh, you know, cybersecurity to be properly deployed across the depth and the breadth of the enterprise. Of course, in in the context where uh, the enterprise is changing, business is changing, uh, and that's before we start talking about global events like the global financial crisis or the, the COVID pandemic. So, the the uh, um, it's sometimes it seems like that in in and as I'm thinking about in large organizations that have a CISO, that the the tenure of the CISO is uh, they're there for eighteen months, maybe two years. They come in, they 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 perceive a problem, they get funding for some great tool, they put the tool in, and by the time the tool is in and configured and is showing that it isn't really having that return on investment that it had before, that that it was being sold for the ciso has moved on to me when you talk about like the lost decade or, or that lost time of opportunity it's it, i think fundamentally that an at least an aspect of it is the 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 mentality of thinking that we can come into an organization and immediately fix it with technology because as you said we've been spending billions and billions on all of these tools but nothing's changing the, this this is exactly at the heart of the problem the idea that this is a technical problem to be solved by technical means this is not as simple as that okay uh, you absolutely need to take into account cultural and governance issues so that you can actually deploy those protective measures because the, the scenario you've just mentioned is is a little bit idealistic to be to be fair um, you're right the new CISO comes in he looks around you know uh, builds up a roadmap of some sort uh, gets started in the, in in the deployment of it and in the large organizations then uh, you know things happen or, or or not politics come into play things happening in the business, uh, top exec changing, a merger, an acquisition, you know, priorities shift. Your fantastic project uh, gets deprioritized or the funding you were promised doesn't materialize. Or politics, poor governance, paralyzed execution. You know, you have this wonderful tool, you want to deploy it worldwide, Except that, frankly, there is no governance to support that worldwide deployment because the company doesn't work that way. Okay, and um, two years later, you have deployed twenty-five percent of what you wanted to deploy. You have suffered like hell because those things are hard. Uh, you're frustrated. The phone rings. It's a fantastic job elsewhere. More money, different challenge. Off you go. And the circle repeats. And then for six months, there is no one. Yeah. Or, you know, three months, whatever. And then a new guy comes in. He's got a different idea, a different pet project, different conception of what should be done. And this thing starts again. Yep. And that's, 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 the, the, that's one of the dimensions of that spiral of failure, which has prevented large organizations from, make, from making progress. But at the heart of that, You've got adverse prioritization from the business, short-termism, deprioritization, those kind of problems, leading to um, frustration for the CISOs and that sort of merry-go-round of, uh, of, 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 cyber, of cyber leaders. So you um, mentioned uh, before we started the um, recording that you have an update to the book coming out soon? Yes. So 
the cybersecurity of the last decade is, is, as I said, is a collection of, of, of articles uh, published since 2015. And um, essentially, um, the, there is a, a new version of it coming out on the, the February 21st, um, which is now called the, the Cybersecurity um, Leadership Handbook. Okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's the same sort of concept, articles, Put together in, uh, in 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 categories, you know, for for people to uh, to try to get a, a grip on uh, how to uh, make it work in in uh, in real life effectively. And you said that that's out on the twenty first of February, right? Twenty first February on Amazon, and uh, if you track me down on social media or or um, on corexpartners.com, you'll get all the details. Okay, awesome. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll get a link in the show notes too to it as well. Um, so very much looking forward to that is, is do you have other writing plans um, after that? No, well, I've got some, but I'm going to keep quiet on, on, <laughs> for now. But to, keep, to, to, to tell you a little bit, uh, what, what I'm thinking is, is essentially to start writing on that kind of spiral of failure we were talking about. The, the trying to architect a little bit the, the things which go wrong and prevent large organizations from from delivering around cybersecurity. So trying to put those things into uh, into perspective and 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 uh, deconstructing, if you want, the backbone of that spiral of failure. That's a little bit what I've got in mind. I've been writing on it recently. My most recent articles tend to revolve around that, but I've got the idea of putting that into a, in, into a book as well. So that's that's. Uh, that, 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 that's just an idea at the moment, but that's, uh, that's where I am. No, I think that's a very good idea. I think that uh, if we can break that spiral, that that is the way that we're going to make the most inroads to solving a lot of these uh, security issues. Um, and, you're, and during all of this, you're still going to continue with uh, Corex Partners providing the services that you do, right? Totally, yes. I mean, I'm enjoying a lot working with fantastic clients and helping them out. And yes, everything I do, everything I write about comes from the field. I'm not, uh, I, I, I don't make those things up. I, I just, uh, I, I absolutely want and need to keep that link to the real, uh, the real life of organizations. Well, I'm very much looking forward to seeing the update and uh, to hearing more about the potential future project that we didn't really want to talk too much about, but talked a little bit about. That's it. I, I really appreciate you joining us today and taking taking a few minutes. I know it's a, it's a, it's it's in the morning where I'm at and it's in the evening where you're at. So I appreciate the that and um, spending some time with us today. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for having me and uh, yeah, a great discussion. And uh, I look forward to uh, telling you more probably in the, in the probably next year. I suspect about uh, about the other book. We will do a part two, without a doubt. Thank <laughs> well, you. Thank, thank you, and everybody, stay secure. Thanks. <laughs>